Are you ready for this? We can't copyright. No, we can't. Shit. Hi, we're back. We're back, and it's there's a thunderstorm right now. We are literally recording on the back porch right now of where I live, and there's a thunderstorm. And my hair is growing back. I'm thriving. We Yo, are thriving. So she got a haircut. I got a haircut, so and my hair is purple. Oh my god. Okay, so first and foremost, uh, we need to apologize for basically being MIA for the last three. What is it? Like May, almost three March, months. April, May. What? Two months. Yeah, you know, the, the pandemic going on and also, like, I'm high risk, Stephanie's high risk. I'm pretty sure you were high risk at one point. I'm a bit high risk, but my daughter is more high risk. Yeah, so I we're am. just like, let's just take the mental health time since we have time off. Yeah. And then just stay in our own homes. We could have Skyped, I know, but it was a, a nice vacation. Yeah, it really was. We needed that mental break. Um with everything going on, um, especially since I was, I'm still, ooh, lightning. I wonder what this sounds like. You're just not going to hear us. Uh, I think they'll be fine. They'll just hear like whoosh, white noise in the background, I bet. Okay. I really hope that this picks up the thunder like really well, because that would be awesome. It's definitely going to pick up the rain. It's fine. We're like, we're thriving right now, guys. We are totally thriving. This is our element. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we are back. Um, Nicole and I made the choice to finally get together um, so we can record. And here we are recording. It sounds really loud. And I'm hoping it doesn't sound really loud on this. It just sounds really loud to us. But yeah. it's okay. This is what you guys are going to get for the first episode. And maybe the second episode and the third episode in the weekend. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah, so, again, sorry that we've been gone for so long. Um, it's just because of the pandemic and everything, we needed that break. Um, on top of that as well, um, there's, just been, there's also been a couple of things that I've personally decided to change. Um, for example, our Patreon. Uh, we no longer have a Patreon. We do not have the followers necessary to really um, have a Patreon. And at the same time, um, it's just a lot of work for me to continue to put up other stuff. And I don't, we don't really have a lot of material to put up for Patreon that really makes it worth your while. So for the meantime, we have discontinued Patreon. We still have Kofi. So if you do want to like donate financially at any point in time, which would be helpful, um, there is a Kofi link where you can send us like a couple bucks here and there if you'd like. Um, other than that, that's really the only news in a sense that I have. So... Anything going on with you? Not really. Not you really. already know my business. I already know <laughs> Nicole's business, and that's her business that I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the PG business. Okay. Okay, so over quarantine and everything, um, I had a procedure done, and I'm good now. But because of the procedure, I got to be more active in everything and work out and eat differently. And your girl lost 42 pounds <laughs> in quarantine. She's thriving. My hair is growing back longer than ever. It's amazing. Um, I'm single again, and I love that. It's better for me. Yep. She's thriving. Yeah. I'm living my best life right now. <laughs> I'm so happy. Erica knows. Yeah. Seriously, Nicole, I've never seen her happiest. This is the greatest. Please stay out of my DMs, though. <laughs> 
There's already too many people in the DM. Yeah, right? Stephanie, unfortunately, can't be with us today. She's currently working. We miss uh, her so, so we much. do miss her. We love her and we miss her so much. That pro girl has been through so much because of this pandemic. And she's looking thriving too. You saw how she tan is. she is. Yeah. She's so tan. She's looking real good. Yeah. She is low key thriving. All right. So let's uh, get to the stories. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. Okay. So, uh, with this amazing rain, okay, I really hope, <laughs> I really hope it sounds good, I really hope this sounds good too, because I'm, I'm low-key terrified, but I think it'll be okay. What happens if you pause it? Will it just stop it completely? Uh, no, I'll pause it, hold on. Okay. Uh, all right. So we actually had to like stop for a brief second because we weren't sure if our voices were being caught okay because of all the rain, but I guess it sounds okay and the rain's not as loud in the mic as it sounds in our ears, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Cool. Alright, well I'm going to go ahead and start with my thing. Um, so my story today is about the Myrtle Plantation. Uh, the story begins with the... So the story begins with a man named General David Bradford. Bradford was a successful lawyer and a deputy attorney general for Washington County, Pennsylvania. So around 1791, protests began regarding the taxing of whiskey, something which Bradford was extremely against. So in 19, or excuse me, in 1794, Bradford became a prominent figure within the rebellion against the taxing of whiskey, to which he earned the nickname Whiskey Dave. In 1796, Bradford was made aware of the price on his head for his part within the Whiskey Rebellion. Because of this, Bradford flew, uh, excuse me, because of this, Bradford fled westward to Louisiana to escape trial and much to Alexander Hamilton's dismay, his execution for treason. Because Alexander Hamilton just wanted this guy gone. In 1796, Bradford, excuse me, Bradford then uh, found a plot of land in the bayou of Bayou Sarah, which was then a Spanish colony now known as St. Francis, Louisiana, and obtained a land grant of 650 acres from the Baron de, I'm going to completely butcher this, Corin de Lay, uh, C-O-R-O-N-D-E-L-E-T. And it was there where he built Laurel Grove, which is now named the Myrtle Plantation, but we'll get to that in a second. It is a two-story home and it has 22 rooms. That's massive. Bradford lived there between the years of 1796 to 1799 by himself until President John Adams pardoned him for his role within the rebellion. After the pardon, Bradford moved his wife and five children into the home. Uh, Bradford passed away in 1808 and passed the home onto his wife, who ran the plat uh, excuse me, who ran the plantation until 1817, and then handed the property management to Clark Woodruff, who was married to her daughter Sarah Matilda. Uh, the Woodruffs had three children, yet sadly two of them did pass away from yellow fever. One of them in 1823, and another in 1824. When Elizabeth Bradford died in 1831, Clark Woodruff and, and his surviving daughter, Mary Octavia, uh, moved to Covington, Louisiana, and left a caretaker to manage the plantation. 
1834, Woodruff sold the plantation, the land, and its slaves to rough and grave Sterling. Um, Sterling and his wife, Mary Catherine Cobb, then undertook an extensive remodeling of the house, nearly doubling the size of the former building, and filling the house with important furniture from Europe. It was during this time that the name was changed to the Myrtles after the crep Myrtles uh, that grew within the vicinity. Sterling died in 1854 and left the plantation to his wife. Uh, the Myrtles survived the American Civil War, though robbed of its finest furnishings and expensive accessories. In 1865, Mary Cobb Sterling her, uh, excuse me, hired William Drew Winter to help manage the plantation as her lawyer and agent. Winter was married to Sterling's daughter, Sarah, and they went on to have six children, one of whom, Kate Winter, died from typhoid at the age of three. The family fortune was lost in the aftermath of the war due to it being tied up in the Confederate currency, and the winners were forced to sell the plantation in 1868, but were able to buy it back two years later. In 1871, William Winter was killed on the porch of the house, possibly by a thunder. Wow. <laughs> that was loud. In 1871, William Winter was killed on the porch of the house, uh, possibly by a man named E.S. Weber. Sarah remained at the Myrtles with her mother and siblings until 1878 when she died. Uh, Mary Cobb Sterling died in 1888, or excuse me, in 1880, and the plantation passed on to her son Stephen. The plantation was heavily in debt, however, and Stephen sold it in 1886 to Oren D. Brooks, who in turn sold it in 1889. The plantation changed several hands until 1891 when it was purchased by Harrison Milton Win uh, Williams. Now, there are um, obviously uh, ghost stories and ghosts that are uh, haunting this place because of everything. Um, first and foremost, there is something called the Slave Girl. Uh, there is a picture of a figure standing in the breezeway between the general store and the butler's pantry that was taken by National Geographic Explorer. The girl was supposedly known as Chloe, uh, who apparently was supposedly owned by the Woodruffs. Now, Um, Chloe, apparently, again, as I said, was reportedly a slave owned by Clark and Sarah Woodruff. According to one story, Clark Woodruff had pressured and or forced Chloe into being his mistress. Uh, there are other versions, though, of the legend uh, that say that Chloe uh, was listening in at the keyholes to learn news of Clark Woodruff's business dealings for, for other purposes. After she was caught, either by Clark or by Sarah, one of her ears was cut off, uh, and she wore a green turban to hide it. Chloe uh, apparently baked a cake containing extract of boiled and reduced olander leaves, which are extremely poisonous. The various legends diverge as to why she did this. A housemaid who was getting a favor of the uh, excuse me, a housemaid who was getting a favor of the mistress was a, uh, was a suspect, and some saying she was getting revenge on the Woodruffs, and some saying she was attempting to redeem her position by curing the family of the poisoning. According to legends, her plan backfired. Only Sarah and two daughters uh, ate the cake and all died from the poison. Chloe would the, uh, was then supposedly hanged by the other slaves and thrown into the Mississippi, Riv uh, Mississippi River, either as punishment or to escape punishment by Clark Woodruff for harboring her. Uh, of course, there's no historical record to prove that this actually happened. At this point, it's basically just a legend. Um, there's no record that the Woodruffs actually owned a slave named Chloe or any other slaves in general. However, we all know that that is extremely, yeah, 
it's a plantation. We all know what happened on there, unfortunately. Um, but the legends usually claim that Sarah and her two daughters were poisoned, um, but Mary Octavia survived well into adulthood. Finally, Sarah, James, and Cornelia Woodruff were not killed by poisoning, but instead succumbed to yellow fever. Regardless of the factual accuracy of, Chloe, of Chloe's story, some believe the woman wearing a green turban does haunt the plantation today. Um, there, of course, are other legends. Uh, there are a variety of other legends that do surround the murals. The house is reportedly built over an Indian burial ground, and the ghost of a young Native American woman has been reported. Uh, during the Civil War, the house was ransacked by Union soldiers, and legends claim that three of them were killed in the house. Supposedly there, there is a bloodstain in the doorway roughly the size of a human body that will not or would not come clean. Other legends say that cleaners have been unable to push their mop or broom into that space. Uh, there's also a mirror located in the house supposedly holds the spirit of Sarah Woodworth and her two children. According to the custom, mirrors are, you know, covered generally after death so that way spirits don't find their way into the mirrors and get stuck. Um, but apparently, uh, that mirror was overlooked. And so due to that, their spirits ended up getting stuck and trapped within the mirror. So apparently there is a mirror in there that every once in a while there are handprints that can be seen on the mirror, like children's handprints. Creepy. <laughs> I, I don't like that. <laughs> children ghosts freak me out in some ways. Actually, not as much, because that one time we were talking with the, that young girl on that tour, like, I was almost brought to tears. Oh, Emily? Emily. Oh, baby girl, I miss her. I miss Emily so much. I can't wait to talk to her again. She don't... She likes to come out sometimes. Does but she? I haven't seen her in, like, three months. Oh, I'm sure she'll be excited once we go back and say so. hi to her. She'll be like, oh my god, where's everybody been? I, I bet they're so lonely. Oh. People, people are still in the building. So. Yeah, that's good. Uh, let's see, also the plantation is also reportedly haunted by a young girl who died in 1868 despite being treated by a local voodoo practitioner. She's, uh, uh, she apparently appears in the room in which she died and has been reported to practice voodoo on people sleeping in the room. Uh, there's also a ghost who reportedly walks, staggers, or crawls up the stairs and on stops on the 17th step. Some have said that this is actually William Drew Winter, the victim, of the only verified murder in the house, you know, the one that I spoke of earlier. He was shot on his front porch and, according to legend, staggered or crawled up the stairs and collapsed and died on the 17th step. Alternate versions of his murder claimed he managed to crawl up the stairs and collapse in his wife's arms on the 17th step. However, obviously, you know, there's a lot of stories that are contested on that. But yeah, that is the Myrtle Plantation. Yay! That was my little ditty. You liked it? Let's see, what do I want to talk about today? I don't know, what do you want to talk about today, Nicole? I got, I got a few topics. Oh, can you even hear me? I'm gonna, well, no, I'm sure I can hear you. I just wanted to bring the okay. mic closer to you. There so. we go. Yeah. Sorry if I'm a lot louder. I have heartburn <laughs> or like acid reflux. I don't even know anymore. I had a slushy. It, I don't even know. I drink water and I get heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I hear you. If I don't take my heartburn medicine, like when I should be taking it. Like, if I don't take it, I have to take it every day. And if I don't, I'm not okay. I'm I, never okay. <laughs> oh, I think that was my phone. Yeah. Yeah, that was my phone. Okay. Yeah, we got... Okay, so we have a K2 EMF meter out. 
And it's so funny because it's the ones I use at work. So when Erica showed me, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to go back to work, Loki. <laughs> no. But um, but she works with ghosts. I do work with ghosts. She works with ghosts. It's fun. But I don't want to go back to, like, getting a real job again. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I hear but, um, yeah, she put her phone over and it went off. But it's just, like, it's the electronics. We're surrounded by electronics right now. We are. Okay. What do I want to talk about, y'all? Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, this storm. I'll let Erica pick. We can do this one, this one, or this one. Yeah, let's do the chip cover. Okay. Down. We're gonna talk about the chupacabra. Woo! It's time. Let me show you that real quick. Oh, okay. So we've been playing Animal Crossing like <laughs> nonstop together, but Erica's island is so perfect, and mine is just like I'm just I've just been vibing. She just vibes. So I have I think I have six villagers now. I haven't done anything. So Nicole came over here. Like you got here around like what two o'clock? Two three yeah. o'clock. So Nicole got here around two or three o'clock, give or take, and unfortunately, um, we had we had to take a break. Yeah, my I got a phone call from my brother regarding my dad. Um, it wasn't the best of news. He's okay. He's still he's still with us, but it's still not the best of news. Um, and so we kind of had to take a, a little bit of a break to kind of for me to relax and calm down. And we played Animal Crossing. And we got sushi. We got sushi, and we played Animal Crossing, and it was the best. It was the best. And now we're here recording. Living the best life. In a thunderstorm. Okay, let me get started. Okay, get started. Sorry. No, I apologize. I got two phones, one for the plug, one for the hose. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I need two phones at this point. Yeah. I don't answer the phone. My boss thinks so. my boss thought I was dead for like a week. Seriously. Because I didn't answer anything in the group chat. I didn't go to any of the like the Zoom meetings or anything. Oh shit. I just like ghosted everybody. I'm like I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been like following quarantine since like the beginning. So since yeah. like March 20th, I have not left my house. Yeah. I've, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry guys. I'm just trying to get all like the hot burps out of the way. <laughs> They hurt so bad. Okay, so the chupacabra, el chupacabra, <laughs> I'm going to get some Spanish in here, yeah. is a cryptid that is renowned for its attacks on livestock, hence the Spanish name, the goat sucker. I always think about that. I'm like, it's literally called the goat sucker. That's hilarious. Chupacabra, that's what it is. Chupa, like sucker, cabra is a goat. Oh. That's literally where the name, it's literally goat sucker. It literally did not even, I didn't even. Get it's literally goat sucker. <laughs> it supposedly eats chickens, goats, and other farm animals and pets. It has been reported all over the America, specifically the southwestern United States, Mexico, and surprisingly in Puerto Rico. There are two common versions of the chupacabra. There is a reptilian kind, the true chupacabra, and a canine kind, which are also called blue dogs. There have been more than 2,000 sightings of both types. When it sucks blood, it allegedly makes an odd noise. I wonder what that noise is. It's probably just like, maybe just like slurping. Ew, we didn't sign up for the ASMR podcast today. <laughs> maybe later. Alrighty. <laughs> Uh, Kyle is asking if either of us want mac and cheese. I'm like trying to read my notes, guys, and then like Kyle, Erica's <laughs> boyfriend, literally, any either of you want mac and cheesies? God, 
No. Uh, we just had sushi. You can have mac and cheese. No, I'm good. I still have sushi. <laughs> their their I can't even talk. Their first known attacks were in March of 1995 in Puerto Rico. Eight sheep were discovered dead, each completely drained of blood. Investigators found three strange puncture wounds in the chest of the animals. Despite the odd circumstances, authorities could only attribute the killings to a known predator, a fox perhaps. Others, however, recognized the similarities in these deaths to the enigmatic cattle mutilations, which had been taking place in the American Southwest with increasing regularity. The women who first sighted the monster, or the woman, I'm sorry, dyslexia, full forest coming <laughs> back, haven't recorded in three months. Madeline Tolentino had an eyewitness description and was the basis for the most famous drawing of the chupacabra in the world. In Canovanas, about 30 citizens claimed to have seen the chupacabras, swearing that it had swooped down from the sky and leapt over treetops. Wild. It wasn't until November 19, 1995, that a detailed description of chupacabras came from an eyewitness. On the autumn night in Puerto Rico, the creature struck again. Also, pretty funny, a lot of this happens in 1995. I was born in 1995. So, oh, uh, another thing just solidifying that I may be a cryptid myself. I think you are What cryptid. if I'm the chupacabra? You are totally a chupacabra. <laughs> in the middle of the night, you go out and eat goats and chickens. Dead ass. I don't even remember. Like, it's a werewolf situation. <laughs> I'm definitely a cryptid, y'all. We'll find out later. <laughs> More news at 10. On <laughs> so on that same night, the creature struck again. Farmers awoke to a horrifying scene. Dozens of turkeys, rabbits, goats, cats, dogs, horses, and cows, all dead with no explainable cause. Just the mysterious markings left by the blood-drinking chupacabras. Oh, Jesus. Like, w I wonder what it is. Like, I think it's real. I th it it's might, gotta be. It has to be real. There's gotta be something else. Some weird creature. Oh no, your pop socket. Well, it's a, it, it's a thing. But in the north central cities of Caguas, a startled homeowner caught the world's first fleeting glimpse of the goat sucker. Described as having huge red eyes and hairy arms. Me? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have hairy arms, thank God. <laughs> the creature allegedly broke into the bedroom of the house through a window, tore apart a child stuffed teddy bear, he's hungry, Yo. and left a puddle of slime and a single piece of rancid meat on the windows before disappearing. Maybe that was the reptilian kind. Probably. Maybe. If there was like a slime. But that poor teddy bear, what did that teddy bear ever do to that? He's hungry. Oh, Gotta feed him. Through the end of 1995, chupacabras had been blamed for more than 1,000 mysterious animal deaths, all resulting from blood loss through one or more puncture wounds. In that time, several more eyewitnesses came forward, consistently describing the creature as being monkey-like, but having no tail. They characterized it as having a large oval red eyes that sometimes glowed, gray skin, a long snake-like tongue, fangs, and long spinal quills that may that maybe doubled his wings. Huh. Those who saw it say chupacabra, chupacabra stand between four and five feet tall, hops like a kangaroo, and leaves a foul sulfur-like stench. So kind of like any demon. type of like demonic yeah. type deal. Yeah. I love how you hear sulfur and you're like demons. Yep. Nope. Instant. Grab that iron. No iron is You know, like honestly, when I think about sulfur, I can't picture a smell, but I've probably smelled it before. But you I have. I'm pretty sure I've smelled it, but it just doesn't... I don't know what it's, it is. It's almost like rotten eggs, kind of. 
Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like that. I pro- I'm pretty sure I've smelled it. Yeah. Have you ever been to, like, a hot spring, like, in, in like, Yellowstone or anything like that? I've been to a hot spring in Costa Rica, but, like... So you know that smell that was there? I don't remember. Oh. I'm, I'm 100% sure I smelled it before. I just can't, like, put the name to it. You know what's hilarious is that... Does it smell like a water plant? Huh? Like, you know how, like, when you go through, like, the water, like, yeah. reclamation, it smells like the eggs? It doesn't smell like shit, no. No, but it, it smells like eggs. It smells gross. Okay. It's actually where, I, in Yellowstone, is actually where I found out that I had environmental asthma. Like, Yikes. I couldn't, like, I could not breathe. I had to go sit in the car. I couldn't breathe there because there was too much sulfur in the air. Really? Yeah. I remember when I went to the Grand Canyon, like, my parents and I, my parents are tropical as hell. Like, dad's well, Puerto Rican. Canyon doesn't have any springs. No, but wait. My dad's Puerto Rican. My mom's Costa Rican. I was born in Massachusetts, but yeah. I'm used to humidity in Florida. Yeah. Like, my lungs, oh, excuse me. I need to breathe in water <laughs> to survive in Florida. We go to the Grand Canyon. It's cold. It's like February. Yeah. We're up at the top. All of our chest hurt. Like, w- everyone thought we were having like a heart attack. We're like, my chest hurts so bad, and it was just so. It was the cold. Like that's how cold yeah. it was for us, and, and we're not used to it as well. You guys weren't used to the altitude. The altitude messes me up when I go to Costa Rica, yeah. and then when we went to California, the altitude. Also, bad idea. Don't do what I did in Vegas. I did not drink. <laughs> any water at all oh, i did bad. not drink any water so when i got back pedialyte for days yeah and everyone asked me do you have a sick kid i'm like me <laughs> <laughs> anyways sorry we got we haven't seen each other in so we long. haven't seen each other in months and you already know we gotta talk yeah <laughs> anyways that sulfur stench at the site of some of the deaths unidentified three toe tracks were found zoologists could think of no known animal that adequately fits the strange portrait later sightings across mexico and the united states described strange hairless dog-like creatures sucking the blood of chickens cattle goats and other livestock until the chupacabra became a widely became widely known across the world there is also police camp footage of a chupacabra it is a video taken in august of 2008 i'm pretty sure i've seen that video before i'm like 100 percent sure i'll have to look it up pull it up okay so you said it was what um, the Chupacabra video taken in August of 2008 in DeWitt County, Texas. So just look up, like, August 2008, Texas, Chupacabra video. But the footage was taken by two police officers. The footage shows a canine-like animal running on the side of the road. The animal in the video appears to be furless with a long snout and pointed ears. It is possible that the animal could be a coyote infected with mange or another canine. Now. This one? Yes. That is what I've seen that. Yep. Huh. I remember when that came out. It looks like a dog, though. There is a type of hairless dog that lives in Mexico. Yeah, the Cholo dog. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Okay, go. I got you. Yeah, but the mighty Cholo dog, if you've seen Coco. Yeah. Dante. It Honestly, like, that video does look like that type of dog. But yeah. the ears, those ears are a little bit too pointy. Mm-hmm. But there's many different types. So it could have just been, like, a puppy, maybe. Yeah. But... Some of the descriptions, almost common descriptions, Chupacabra, strange breed of a wild dog. Um, it's mostly like the one you'll see if you look up the video as well. Um, the hairless dog, pronounced eye sockets, pointy ears, fangs, claws. Um, some people think it's a dog like a reptile. Let me see. Um, they basically drain all of the animal's blood and sometimes organs. So yeah. pretty violent. Um, a lot of the times they leave three holes in the shape of an upside down triangle or through one or two holes. 
Let's see. All reptile like. Let's see. Okay. So that's basically it for the chupacabra. Um, people. You'd be like the chupacabra is one of. The, I feel like the chupacabra is maybe more popular than the Mothman. I feel like because in the United States, everyone goes crazy for Bigfoot and Mothman, of course. Yeah. But like chupacabra when you get into like the hispanic countries like that's it like everyone knows yeah, the chupacabra yeah and speaking on that as well there's a lot of chupacabras in popular media and i'm about to go through the long list yeah, of okay. where the chupacabra has shown up so in 2005 the sci-fi original movie chupacabra dark seas or chupacabra terror featured a humanoid version of the chupacabra that kills soldiers and passengers in 2013 another sci-fi original movie titled get this title chupacabra versus the alamo no i love sci-fi movie titles sci-fi is awful that's hilarious do you remember blast vegas yes (laughs) oh my god God, i love sci-fi movie titles so much and then Let's see, let's see. In 2014, the comedy series Mike Tyson Mysteries had an episode where Mike Tyson and the gang go help an author finish his story, but they were attacked by a humanoid chupacabra. In the series Grimm, I remember Grimm. I never finished it, but Grimm was a good show. I'll have to watch it. It was pretty good. It's all like the monsters, like fairy tale monsters, but like kind of people and the real world. Like it's, you'll like yeah, it. It's okay. very, it's a little creepy. It's cool though. Okay. Um, an episode titled Chupacabra included the infamous creature, yet instead of being reptilian, like it appears as a werewolf-like creature. I think I actually saw that episode. I'm pretty sure I saw that episode. In 2017, a movie titled Chupacabra Territory featured a small humanoid monkey-like chupacabras that attack a group of campers. Let's see, let's see. Okay, and one more. In the popular anime of 2017 known as Sakura Quest, Mm -hmm. one of the characters dresses up as a humanoid chupacabra throughout most of the series. That's funny. So the chupacabra is very well known. Very. That's it on the chupacabra. This was fun. Aww. <laughs> I love it. I think this is like the only episode where I spoke so clearly and confidently for like the first time. It's awesome. She's thriving. I'm thriving. Time. The confidence on me, guys, has been boosted to like 11. I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I have no idea how proud of you I am. Thank you. So I love you. you so much. I love you too. This is my mom, guys. Seriously. I may or may not have uh, helped buy a Switch for her. She literally <laughs> bought me a Switch. Because I was like, I can't afford it. I'm in quarantine. Everyone's playing Animal Crossing without me. She's like, I got you. Here you go. And I was like, <gasps> yeah. I was just like, here's 150 bucks. If you can get to the other half, then you're good. She's got, like, yeah. I got me a Switch light. I got you a Switch. It's yellow. I love yellow. Yep. And then we play together and we run around each other's islands playing tag. And we just hit each, each other, other with, with nets. <laughs> and it's the best. She it's tried to kill me today, though. I will post that on our social yes. media. It was hilarious. I, I'd be on that damn phone too much. I may or may not have a summoning circle on my island. <laughs> and she may or may not have tried to kill me with an axe. <laughs> it was but awesome. But that's okay. I'm over it. It's okay. It's just It just means that I love you. I love you, too. I love you with axes. <laughs> I, I love you with axes. I love when you posted that you and Stephanie have been friends for that many years on Facebook. And I'm just like, look, my two moms. <laughs> we out here. Okay, let's wrap this episode yeah, up. Yeah, we gotta wrap this up. So. I forgot how to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute.
minute. It's been a minute, guys. Well, anyway, you guys know where we can find us on social media. We got Link the Facebook, tree. we got the Twitter, we got the Link, Instagram. The Linktree. But just go to Linktree, L I N K T R dot E E slash C F T G. That has all of our links. I'm dyslexic. I what? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yo, for the first, like, two months of having that link tree, it was CTFG instead of CFTG. And it we do the best that we I can. I didn't realize that until Kyle pointed it out. And I was like, shit! So I had to, like, deactivate everything and redo everything. Anyway, so that's where you can find us. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks for... Uh, if you have any cool stories that happen to you, like, like let's say, in quarantine, anything haunted, where yeah. you were forced to stay somewhere during that time any even if any old stories we would love to hear them that's true actually i've been hearing uh there is something that i saw in the news where people are like oh my god there's like living with ghosts during quarantine um so if you guys do have any stories please 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 email them us to email them to us to uh cheers from the grave at gmail.com so Excuse me. I love you. Hold you too. All right. Well, I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Cheers from, from the, the grave. grave. I almost burped again. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in there. I will.